Hello and welcome to the Short Stay Virtual Summit. I'm Elaine Watts and my next guest is Mark Stallard. Now Mark joins me from HHH Mortgages and I'm going to hand over to him to explain a little bit more about who he is, what the company do and we will go from there. Mark, welcome. How are you? Elaine, hi. Lovely to see you again. Good morning. Good morning. A um, little bit different than the last time we met, which was in a, a very yeah. frantic London on the, uh, on the 12th of March. Yes, um, yeah. But, uh, all hindsight and everything else, isn't it? But uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's been um, yeah. very interesting since then. Yes, tell us, tell us who you are and a bit about your background and how you got started in this industry. Okay, so um, I'm a, a mortgage uh, broker. Um, so I started in the mortgage industry in 1982 with um, long gone Cheltenham and Gloucester. Um, worked my way through the, through the ranks at Cheltenham and Gloucester. Um, had a number of branches I was managing at the end and decided in 2004 that I'd like to try and do this myself and um, and become a mortgage broker. Um, I think I said to you last time that we spoke, I actually caused the credit crash because when I started it all fell apart, but uh, <laughs> I, I miraculously survived that and, um, and, 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 and wiled away in the, in the mortgage industry, uh, in the mortgage broking industry, I should say, um, until um, probably I got involved in holiday lets and holiday homes as a, speci- a specialism speciality from about um, 2009 onwards, um, forming House and Holiday Home Mortgages Limited in the summer of 2015. Where are we now? 2020, it seems a long time ago. Um, so, so the specialism built and um, I inherited a, um, a friend's um, client bank and he had worked very hard in this holiday let space. Mm. Which at the time when I started Elaine in 2015 was quite unusual. There was only about three lenders in the space and people didn't know how to get a holiday net mortgage. Yeah. Um, Mike, my, my friend and ex-colleague, literally put an article on the web and it was when you could do it, you could, you could write an article for The Guardian or a newspaper, Mike wrote for The Guardian. It popped on the uh, Google and it stayed there and many people came to Mike because of that article. Not quite right. six right. days as we both know. But um, so, so my business, um, along with my, 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 my co-director and, and son, Joe, uh, there's two of us work out of the Cotswolds. Um, I'm near Stroud, Joe is near Tetbury, uh, both obviously locked down as we speak. Um, and um, our administration assistant, uh, who's not with us at the moment, obviously, is uh, Lauren down near Cheltenham. Uh, so, so we're a, three, a three-man team. Um, and we advise across the whole mortgage industry. Um, mainly looking at remortgage, purchase, buy-to-let, first-time buyers, but with that holiday-let specialism. Um, and that's where you and I got to know each other. And we came to a show and it was, it was great. Um, it was obviously a, a, a truncated, reduced show in many ways, but it was great to see the, the great people. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so coming back to the, the, the matter in hand, holiday-lets um, and short-stay accommodation, um, are something that we specialize in and hopefully we can talk about that this morning most definitely so so yes it's the it's the perfect time to really talk about what's been happening from a mortgage perspective in the short stay industry because there's many accommodation providers out there who found themselves in a very different situation than they had been in just six to seven weeks ago ready to receive the rush of easter visitors kicking off spring into summer our busiest times of the year in many instances certainly here in the uk 
And of course, that it's, it's came apparent very quickly that cancellations were going to be a, the, the thing that they were going to have to deal with very much immediately. And now that those cancellations are pretty much all dealt with, we aren't really sure when we're going to start accepting guests again at all. So there's, there's a few issues that have arisen here. So firstly, empty properties. It's unclear how long those are going to be empty for. So what effect does that have in terms of a mortgage taken specifically for a holiday let? So um, I did a, a straw poll uh, this morning of five or six of my um, sort of key A1 holiday let clients and asked them what they felt in terms of when, when return would be starting to happen. And I think the general conclusion was August, maybe September. Okay. Um, I think July was, you know, I'd love them to have said July, but I'm thinking, yeah, I, I, I watched the broadcast last night too. I'm thinking it, it, if things go okay and those, those numbers go down, et cetera, et cetera, could be August, probably September. So what's happened with regard to empty properties is that the mortgage, um, you know, still wants paying, but all the lenders have been good acting on government advice and have, to my knowledge, I've had no complaints, to my knowledge, have acted quickly and given a payment holiday where required. Perfect. Maybe we'll speak about payment holidays as specific things. There's a couple of things I want to say about payment holidays. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think are quite important. But um, so so a number of things have happened, Elaine. First of all, people have been able to manage um, and maybe they're even living in that their own property network, you know, let's not go down that route, but maybe they are there. Okay. Maybe they, maybe they got away before lockdown and are staying in their own property away from a, a city perhaps. Okay. And their financial situation is such that they can manage to pay the mortgage on their main residence and their, and their holiday let. Yeah. It's important to say that most holiday lets are on an interest only basis. So therefore the sums of money are not voluminous. You know, it might be two or 300 pounds a month, as opposed to 1200 1500 pounds on a residential mortgage if you see what i mean yes so so secondly um clients um have taken a payment holiday um and probably got that for three months and then of course thirdly there was the government assistance either in the form of grants or loans that i know many of my clients have either applied for or taken successfully Okay. Yeah. That's really good to hear that there has been success with those routes as well. And I, it is great that immediately the, the holiday home, sorry, the holiday mortgage providers have been immediately working on the government guidelines and just saying, yeah, let's just get this dealt with. We're all in it together. I think that's really, really key. And has it been an easy process for people to be able to get in touch with the mortgage provider and confirm that, yes, they do want to take that mortgage holiday? And shall we just go into mortgage holidays uh, a, a little bit now for people who maybe have thought they can get through, but now they're not so sure and they are thinking about going into uh, to their mortgage provider and asking for that 
holiday and, and what effects Absolutely. that will Absolutely. have. Elena, you're a bad girl. You call them mortgage holidays. I don't like calling them mortgage holidays. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, teasing, I'm teasing you. Um, a holiday is something where I think you have a blue seat, uh, a nice glass or something in your hand and you look out and it's a holiday. You've earned it and all good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing you here, but it's something that is actually quite dear to me because I think we should call them payment breaks because I think, um, first of all, let's do mortgage, let's do payment breaks because number one, um, I think one in nine borrowers across the whole spectrum has taken a payment break. My concern, Elaine, is that quite a few of those people didn't need to do that. And when I've spoken to my clientele it's, and, and new people coming to me and to Joe, it's been quite apparent that people didn't really understand what they thought it was. And that H word that was thrown in suggested that they wouldn't have to pay the mortgage full stop. It was like some kind of gift from right. the gods. Okay. And it's not a gift because of course, if you have three months mortgage payment at a thousand pounds a month, then 3000 pounds is going to be tagged on to your mortgage balance. And you're going to pay the interest on that extra 3000 pounds. That's why it's not all it's cracked up to be. Right. So the second point I want to make is that, um, anybody considering remortgaging their their um, their holiday let to get a better deal, if they're on a payment holiday, yeah, I'm doing it, Ella. If they're on a payment break, if they're on a payment, <laughs> if they're on a payment break, then the lender is not going to look too favourably and think, well, okay, they're on a payment break. Why should I just take that mortgage up? Because they're on a payment break, and the first thing they'll do is ask us for a payment break, which really is not what it's about. So we've already, I've already had to say to one particular lovely client, look, don't do the payment break because you don't need to. You're just doing it because it's there, um, much as we can suspend our council tax or our utility bills or whatever. Um, don't do it because you're already talking to me about moving your mortgage from X company to Y company to get a better deal. Okay. And I think thirdly, um, um, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's just, just please understand what you're actually doing with a payment break. If you don't need to do it, don't do it. Of course, of course, and let's be absolutely categoric here. If you need help, then that help is available. And to answer your question about availability of that help, it has been very good. I've had nobody come up. We had obviously lots of inquiries. How do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? No one has ever come back and said they, they didn't help me. Everybody's come back and said, yes, it was very quick. So um, Joe and I both have access to all our lenders. We've got 63 lenders, about sort of 13 holiday let lenders. We've got access to all of their contact details. We've got special uh, COVID um, type um, pages where we can go in and find out what XYZ website is and how you should contact them. It's not something we can do because they won't take the information from us because it's personal data. But if you, for example, Elaine, if you came to me and said, I'm with you know, XYZ Bank, I would send you a link for that bank and you could write to the bank on an email and get the, uh, get the necessary payment break for a few months. I imagine most <laughs> people have done that um, because obviously it was a, a real shock at the beginning. And we talk about this perhaps easing of the holiday let situation from the summer onwards so you know i think probably were there might be a little bit of a problem 
maybe months, July, August, something like that. I don't know. But um, not, when I say a problem, I mean there might be some people who need to do it and haven't done it. Um, and I read this morning that Mr Sunak was considering extending the furloughing scheme, although a reduced one. So I think lenders are keen to help. But don't do it if you don't, don't, do it if you don't need to. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Absolutely. I think another thing which we, we didn't touch on there, so you've mentioned that it, it could be detrimental if somebody is looking to actually remortgage at the same time. That makes perfect sense. From a rating perspective in terms of your credit rating, is there sure. any chance that having a payment break is going to affect that at all? Or is it just we're all in this situation we know why the payment break took place it was all agreed and therefore there's there's nothing to worry about okay that's a great question it really is a good question initially we were a little bit unsure because the initial word was no it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine but we were still as, as brokers we are suspicious people and we were a little bit unsure as to what actually would happen and then the big credit agencies came out and said that they will mark it down as a blob effectively um, so I think the, the general answer is no, it's been understood. Um, it's been understood as to why one wants to do that. And I don't know of a lender at this time that would hold it against you. I think there are other implications going forward, Elaine. And I think that one of those implications might be when, let's say, the market opens up again, let's just make a fictitious month. Let's say the market's going nicely along in October onwards and lenders are all back and all that kind of thing. And we'll talk about which lenders are there and are not there in a minute. But I think that I personally think that lenders will be a little um, more questioning about applications. And um, I think lenders may want to see some capital behind someone. So at the moment, just for the people to understand, there's you know, 75% loan for value on a holiday let with good rental income is very achievable without too many questions asked. Most most lenders want an income of 20 to 30,000 pounds a year from a client at least in another job or from other properties. But, you know, one or two lenders were coming into the market and it was opening up really quickly. They were coming in and saying, no, we don't need to see a minimum income. Now, I think, I think that's going to change um, because I think it has to in a way because like you and I will be more cautious about what we do in our personal lives going forward in terms of going out and all that something, I think lenders will be pretty cautious as to how they lend as well. Yeah, that makes sense completely. Uh, how, are there any mortgage companies that have withdrawn their holiday lets products? Yes, most of them. Okay. So at the moment, okay, so let's be clear about why that is as well, because it is important. Um, this is not 2008, this is not Credit Crunch, this is not lack of availability of money. Okay, this is not down to that situation. This is down originally because lenders, um, first of all, they had to get their staff sorted out as to where they were going to work from. Were they going to be at home, get them set up with laptops and all that kind of thing, and <clears throat> did it work and get the telephony working out and all that kind of thing. And to be fair, they adapted really quickly and really cleverly. Um, so I can... I can ring and ask for you know, a mortgage product transfer to a new rate and I can ring the Coventry Building Society and I'm not speaking to anybody in Coventry. I'm speaking to a girl who's literally working in Essex as it happened to me last week. So the whole thing's changed completely. So initially, but initially the staff were transferred from lending into actually dealing with the existing customers 
and their worries, concerns, payment rate requests, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so they just didn't have the capacity to help. They've come back into the market, um, um, but at the moment, Elaine, there's only a couple of lenders of the say. Should we just do, use ten as an easy number? There's only two out of ten. So I think that's a fifth because I'm good at maths. I think there's a fifth. A fifth of the lenders are actually offering a holiday let product. Now that will change quite quickly, I think. Um, it hasn't been detrimental. It hasn't been too detrimental to rate. So I think again, excuse my use of easy numbers, but I think it it, it, it illustrates a point. Before we went away, uh, before the problem, you could borrow holiday let money at two point five. You're probably borrowing holiday let money at between three and 3.5 now, okay? So it's still, there's still some great deals out there, but the problem is if, if the one particular lender um, gets inundated with business, it's not the lack of money, it's just they can't cope with the, um, uh, with the demand. So um, I think if you ask me this question in, I think probably three to four weeks time, in fact, I'm just recalling actually that one lender told me on Wednesday, that one regional building society told me on Wednesday they would have a range of holiday let products out this week. So that's a watch this space that's changing and changing for the better. Now the big thing we need to talk about here is um, how the deal is done. And the biggest issue that lenders have at the moment, a lot of your, 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 your viewers will, will know this, is that of course the valuers are all locked at home as well. So properties can't be valued. So that is a key part of our process. Someone going out, looking at the property, checking the, the numbers in terms of what the weekly rental be, et cetera, et cetera. And that can't be done. So lenders have had to very quickly adapt to what they call a desktop model, okay? And for residential mortgages, we'll just go off track a minute, for residential mortgages, we're, we're getting now desktop ability to value a property to about 75%. Now, if the property is unusual in any way, and let's face it, quite a lot of the holiday let properties are a little bit unusual in their location or what they look like or whatever, then the lender will simply put the application on hold. Okay, so for example, I've got what I want to remortgage on the Isle of Skye. Um, lender's happy to do it up there. They've done one already for this particular client. This is the second one. They know the client. The client's absolutely fine. The client's not furloughed, and we'll talk about clients in a minute but the lender has said uh, no we can't do this until we can get a valuer on the island to go and look at that property because it's fairly remote etc etc and we have no model to say yes it's worth 250 grand or whatever the figure is okay got it so so i've just talked about the client now from a mortgage point of view i think that um you know if you put an application in to a lender both residential and buy-to-let, the lender's gonna ask, what is the current situation with the client? Are they furloughed? Um, are they, are they, um, have they lost their job? I know it sounds obvious, but have they lost their job? So, so that is gonna be a key part. That is gonna be a key question going forward, I think. The, the lender's gonna really want to understand what the, what the client's position is. Yes, that makes sense. And yes, with the, the furloughing, I think, are they taking the position that we actually don't know what's going to happen to people that have been furloughed? Essentially, they're okay for now because they've got an income because of the furlough. But are the businesses that are out there that have furloughed, 
their staff, are they going to then start to see, well, actually, we've functioned this amount of time on a reduced staff. Maybe we're going to go to redundancies. Or are we going to just bring everybody back on board as best we can post lockdown? So is that the position that, that the lenders are coming from? They're not quite sure yeah, where I, the, the furlough is coming from. If you, Elaine, let me use an example. Should we, let's, use, let's use the example of a major British airline. Okay, that major British airline, well, most major British airlines have said, we're going to have to let thousands of staff go. If a holiday let application comes in from Captain Smith, well, the lender is going to really want to know that Captain Smith has got a job to go back to. Okay, so I think that that's, yeah, there's going to be a lot of caution there um, going forward. You know, I don't think Captain Smith will want to be buying a holiday let if he's been let go by his airline. Um, because he will be quite rightly concerned um, about the future. He may, however, she may, however, think, okay, well, this is another way of making some money. Let's, let, let's divert from flying the aeroplane. Let's divert into uh, buying a couple of holidays. And I think this will make the lender cautious um, and nervous about the future. So they're going to ask some pretty searching questions. Yeah, agreed. So things are going to be different moving forwards. Thank you for outlining the areas where that's most likely to occur. And it, it gives people an idea what to do now if they're already in a mortgage and what to plan for. Some people may have been mid about to purchase a, a, a holiday home. So well, it's, it's also yeah. useful for them as well. Yeah, this is the thing. I, and I think, Elaine, can I, can I just talk about what I think is the, 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 the industry going forward? Um, <clears throat> It's potentially a cloud with a silver lining, I think. Um, I received um, a long uh, email yesterday evening from a, from a colleague and friend of mine who is well-respected in the hotel industry, um, uh, set up some very, very nice hotels in the Cotswolds and has gone into consultancy himself now um, because he can do it and has done it. Um, and he is very concerned for the future of the hotel industry. Um, but he said, Mark, I think you're gonna be really busy next year because I think that, so, you know, if you take us, for example, we like going to stay in a small boutique hotel in Cornwall and we go out every night to eat in the, in the nearby town. Well, we won't be able to do that. So what is the point of going to stay in the hotel? But of course, if we could stay in a holiday let, which we can do, if we book the right holiday let, we can take the food with us um, and we don't need to go out and eat. And I think that's going to have a big bearing. Of course, a lot of people are going to be uncomfortable um, about eating in a restaurant for quite a long time. Um, so I think this is why, um, um, well, maybe I'm just being hopeful, but I think that, that I think it's very important to say that um, I think we could be really busy with the holiday let industry. I asked my straw poll of five, if you were able to, would you buy another sort of November 2020 onwards? Bearing in mind it's going to take you know 12 weeks for any transaction to go through normally. And four of the five said, yeah, we would be, if we could, Mark, we would buy another holiday let or another two or three holiday lets. So they also think that people won't be going to Barcelona, they will be going to Bournemouth. Um, yeah. you know, it, 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 it is, you know, they... You can, you can see a real hole in the in the skiing holiday market, um, you know, the Christmas skiing holiday market. Well, people will want to get away, particularly after quite a lot of suffering for many people in the last six or seven weeks. People will want to get away. And if they can get away safely, 
and get away to a nice place, then I think that a lot of people watching this um, this meeting now will be, you know, I hope quite encouraged that business, although it's really, really difficult for them at the moment, perhaps if things don't go bad in terms of the virus and the and, and all the stuff attached to it, if things settle down nicely, then the British holiday let, I think, will be good. I hope I hope so. And, and I do agree with you. People are going to be wanting to get out and about. But as you say, not amongst too many people. So it, it, it feels the same to me. And of course, the domestic market is going to be opened up first before even any consideration to international travel is given. And then, of course, the other thing that people are going to be considering is they're not going to be wanting to go to town centres. They're going to be wanting to go to somewhere countryside or close to the beach or where there's a lot of open spaces i think that's another change that we're going to be seeing moving forwards but there's many other speakers on the short stay summit we will be addressing some of those concerns as we move forwards they'll be delving into that side of things so thank you for giving us some fantastic insight into what is actually happening and and for doing that straw poll before you came on thank you because that again has given us some really good ideas of, of what the general feeling is of people that are out there within the industry. Uh, I think, uh, sorry, Lillian, I think something else that we learned, we learned at your show, which is really interesting, was that what is the definition of short let? What is that definition? And we learned on that Thursday up in, uh, in London, we learned that obviously a lot of it is holiday let, but there is also a growing marketplace for um, business accommodation. So with the greatest will in the world, and I, I mean no offence to either town, but I had inquiries in London for properties in Peterborough and Farnborough. And with the greatest will in the world, you can't expect a value to go out there and say that's a holiday accommodation. Um, but what it is, is very, very, and what I learned from lovely gentlemen and, and ladies that we spoke to, they are running very successful businesses where a client um, could be visiting, should we take Peterborough, could be visiting for five days or could be visiting for five weeks while they wait for a new home to be built or for their job move to go through, and then they'll buy a house in the town, et cetera, et cetera. That's a, it's an interesting one, because I just want to put something in here about this, because we learned of this sort of growing marketplace. And I don't think, Elaine, that the lenders, certainly this is pre-COVID, the lenders weren't, when we went back and did some more research on this, there's not really a space that the mainstream lenders are in. Um, there is two lenders out there, I, I put them in the, if you take the Premier League as a football analogy, take the Premier League as my main sort of 60 lenders there are a couple of lenders who would be in the championship and their rates accordingly would be you know not not three but maybe four have a four in it not a three in it but they are actively looking to do and they were actively looking to do that type of accommodation when speaking to your lovely clients at the show these people were very successful they were doing really well with it because you know they, they were getting more or less 90% 90% occupancy throughout the year as people just came and came to a town, stayed in, stayed with them, should say, for 100 days, and then quickly the property was let again, let on Airbnb or um, booking.com or whatever type, type website. Um, so that's another area of, of, the, of the marketplace, more difficult to, um, um, to operate in at the moment and won't be any easier post-COVID um, as lenders you know, remain cautious. But I think it was just worth mentioning that because it's something we learned from coming to London. Yeah, absolutely. 
of really good points. Um, later in the summit, if you look out for my conversation with Theo Bailey, Theo talks about specifically niching down to serve a specific market and it's well well worth a listen so yes really good point there mark thank sure. you one point i didn't tell him one point i didn't make earlier which i think is important these um if you're if you are struggling with a mortgage payment because of the lack of guests into your lovely holiday property don't please don't just stop the direct debit because i, I see all these things i've heard of you know people who didn't think it would be added to their mortgage people who just stopped the direct debit because they thought that was okay and of course, that will go against you uh, on the credit file. So I know it sounds like common sense, but it's just, it's worth mentioning because it's so important. We don't want to see people upset and not be able to borrow in the future because of a simple error. Yeah, very good point. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about from a mortgage perspective, specifically as the, the holiday let mortgages are for short-term rentals, I know just to make their way through this time, a lot of owners have actually moved to longer-term stays. Maybe they've taken in a key worker or somebody that wants to self-isolate from a loved one at home that might be at risk. How will that affect a mortgage or mortgages that are being specifically created for shorter stays? Is there any effect there as essentially, I mean, some of those contracts are possibly month to month and will then not really affect the mortgage if we're sticking under the 30 days or, or thereabouts. But if somebody were to decide, well, I've got somebody staying, actually, I might move to the longer term. I don't want the hassle anymore. I'm going to go to an assured short hold tenancy. What, what happens in that situation? Will the mortgage okay. have to change? OK, so uh, golden rule, number one, and let me be absolutely accurate, because to be otherwise would be silly to be absolutely accurate. If you're going to make a major change to your mortgage, then you must get in touch with the lender and ask them. OK, now, you know. Then that begs the question, what is a major change? Um, when I was employed by the Cheltenham and Gloucester, I didn't ring the Cheltenham and Gloucester when I left and became self-employed and said, can I still have my mortgage, please? Because I've never met anybody yet who has, who has done that. But, you know, technically they should have done. So technically, if you have a holiday let um, and it's easier to put a longer, you know, make it into a longer let, well, technically, the correct answer to your question is, you should notify the lender and let them know. That way I'm covering all bases alone. Um, I'm not sure everybody would do, I'm not sure many people would do that to be fair. And in in defense, that, oh, I, and it's, you know, from the lender's point of view, the lender just wants to see the income coming in on the account. But I have to say, you know, for, for to be 100% professional and correct, please notify the lender of such an event. Um, so what you're saying is, you know, you want to change your holiday let to a buy to let. Well, I don't, I don't see any problem with that. I don't see a lender ever refusing that because um, um, the deals are similar. Um, they just have a different name. Now, if you go the other way and you say, right, well, okay, I've got a buy to let and I'm finding it really difficult to get tenants in now because, you know, because of the economic conditions, I could actually... I'm on the border of a holiday let area. Um, why don't I turn this from a buy to let to a holiday let? That, that's, that's something that you must get the lender's permission from. Um, and that could be more difficult for the simple reason that the buy to let lender may not be in the holiday let space. So I think the simple advice would be to contact us at House and Holiday Home Mortgages 
to guide you through that and talk about it. Okay. So we've got a, we've got this situation where, you know, a bit like um, a bit like lockdown conditions. You know, on Wednesday I can exercise as many days as I wanted to. Um, I think is that right? Uh, sorry, as many hours as I want to. I can go out as many times. You know, people have been exercising more than once in the last five or six weeks. Technically, that's against the spirit of the law that was, or the or the, or the um, instruction that was given. But you know, no one's really going to be too bothered about it. But you ask the question, I must give you the right answer. Take permission from the limbo. Safest route. Safest route. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes, makes total sense. Thank you for that. Well, you've been amazing. I think you've just given so much important information. You'll have put a lot of minds at rest and you'll have given people actionable steps that they can take moving forward. So thank you very, very much for coming to spend the time with us today. Do let us know before we say goodbye, how can people get in touch with you if they do want to come and have a chat with you or find out about anything that you've talked about today? Okay, thank you. And I just also, would, just because I didn't cover it, Elena, I just wanted to say that also, you know, the, the, on the government websites, you've got the grant facility. I know, for example, I do know that Cornwall have been very quick to get their grants out to people, um, which have helped a lot of borrowers. So they've got the grant. <clears throat> now you've got the, the um, the loans, the impact loans, they were struggling to start with because lenders wouldn't underwrite them. But now the government is underwriting that and uh, there is no interest to pay, I believe, for, for 12 months. And then a 2.5 rate, I think that's another way of helping out um, if you're struggling with your property um, uh, or you know want to expand or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so I think, that, and then of course, you've got the talking to lenders as well. Getting in touch with us. Um, Hello at uh, hhhmortgages.com. Um, the website is www.hhhmortgages with an S on the end.com. Um, and then you can go on the contact page. Um, Joe or myself uh, will be delighted to speak with you. We're concentrating on doing remortgages and product transfers for our existing client bank at the moment uh, because it's very hard to move, obviously. But we do see an upturn in business um, as we move into the summer as people start to, as you say, want to get on and do things. Okay, Perfect. Hope that's it has been brilliant. Thank you very, very much for taking the time to come and speak with me today. It's been fun doing it. I wish I could go out. <laughs> I wish I could visit. I wish I could visit some of these lovely places that we that we see and that we know of. But uh, that will come. And um, exactly, just unusual times. And you know, when you watch when you watch um, uh, programs, you know, about, about the Second World War with the VE Day, and you realise what suffering went on then. And sometimes in life, this sort of stuff happens, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well said. All right, Mark, have an amazing day. And hopefully I will get to see you again at one of the events when they do restart. And I, as I'm sure they will in 2021. So have a great day. Thanks and thanks that. again. Cheers. Bye for Thank now. Bye. Bye.